0: Irish Illustrated Insider, our podcast, Tim O'Malley, Tim Priester, September 1st on a Tuesday. Brian Kelly meets with the media for the first time in 15 days and an action-packed press conference with Brian Kelly. Some position changes. Let's start with that, Tim, because I think it's I think it's an inspired move. Uh, Osidio Kwanu moves from linebacker to running back, a power running back, and Kendall Abdurrahman moves from slot receiver to running back.
1: Yeah. The latter makes sense. It's all it's made sense since he was recruited because he was recruited as an athlete. Um, he could be a running back. I thought he'd be a running back. He started at wide receiver. He started the slot. He could have started the running back and moved a slot. You, you, he just has to find a fit. Equanu is there's two people I have to credit you because you basically said he needs to be in a spot where he can react. He's too good of a football player to be, you know, paralysis by analysis. And number two, and I haven't found out who it is. Whoever said it on our message board in July, that Osito Equanu shouldn't be moved to running back. Show yourself on our board nice again. Nice call. <laughs> that is very good. And you're, I think you're laughed off the stage too. So that is uh, that's impressive. Now,
0: yeah, Equanu, I mean, originally we were hearing Viper end, and that made sense because it's yeah. just a reaction. The ball snap, Get after it. Now, you know, at running back, you got to be a little bit discerning and in, in, in yeah. picking the hole and the the, the gap that you want to go through. But still, Equanu was a really, really good high school running back. He has great size. It fills the role perhaps of, you know, a pounder. Now it's a crowded house back there. Jameer Smith, uh, Brian, Jameer Smith. I'm sorry. Brian Kelly said that he's missed some time. Yeah. Um, and, and uh Siebel Flemister, he said some good things about him as well. And we know that they've liked him on the goal line, but Equanu really kind of fits the bill. We may be jumping a gun a little bit there because I'm, I'm not saying that they're necessarily going to be uh, in the rotation of running back but, but we know one guy that definitely is and that's Kyron Williams
1: yeah Kyron Williams um basically announced as the starter um I, I don't want to take anything away from Kyron Williams but it's clear that not only Jamir Smith but Jafar Armstrong has missed a significant amount there's, of there's
0: there's no doubt about
1: Jafar Armstrong now missing, um, th- missing yeah. time uh he's back now because Brian Kelly mentioned he had a pretty good scrimmage on Saturday I would expect him to be out of the mix almost com- you know other than special teams out of for Duke, I, I think you just kind of roll with what you have. And part of the reason these guys moved, obviously, in the first place is because they were missing running backs in August. So, hey, it doesn't mean you're not going to beat someone else, though. I mean, now they've gotten new lease on life, and Rahman brings another level of explosiveness to the backfield, we think. I thought the best thing he said, he said two uh, adjectives for Chris Tyree. Everybody would have guessed that he's electric, but that he's tougher than they expected is what matters because that's what'll get them on the field
0: and it's something that he said before and the last thing about the the move of the running backs you know you don't just because you moved them doesn't mean you have to bring their names up in a press conference
1: right right and so, true, so yeah. right so right, yeah.
0: so obviously they've shown a little something there now a couple of freshman defensive linemen that are not in the mix right now Aiden k and Iina which is not a surprise yeah. uh and alex alexander ahrensberger which is also not a surprise i mean guys that you figure needed to uh uh, develop a little bit, but Riley Mills is in in the running four snaps at uh, at, at the three technique, and Jordan Botello Again, this makes sense—a reactionary position, get after the quarterback and viper in. Again, I don't know exactly how much those guys are going to play, but he didn't have to mention them. So obviously, they've done some good things on the practice field. He,
1: he did not, but you know what? You also like it because at some point this year, someone in contact tracing is going to take out a defensive tackle or a viper. And now they have Riley Mills and Jordan Batella waiting in the wings, too. You think, well, they're four deep, three deep with those guys. You're going to need them. You're going to need somebody. I mean, you've mentioned it. It's going to it's going to go through position groups when people have a positive test. Exactly. And contact. So you need more guys ready, and they probably know that, and they've been getting Riley Mills ready. And, I mean, people have speculated for a long time that Riley Mills would play for – every Notre Dame team, except for 2018, 19 and 20 easily. And I think he can get in and play for this team.
0: Well, that was something credit to Pete Sampson. I mean, he had an opportunity to visit with him at his home and um, <laughs> he just physically just yeah. said, Oh my God, you know, yeah. this, yeah. this guy's yeah. a man. And and we knew what he was capable of doing on a football field and physically he's, he's ready to go. So we'll see how much uh, playing time he gets uh, at, at the wide receiver positions. And, and let me just last thing on, this running through a, a position group. I, you know, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm revealing anything based when you, when you realize the video that Norden put out there and people were speculating all along that the the virus has run through the team. And it usually happens by position because those guys are together. They're in right. meetings well, together. Yeah. They're practicing together and it makes sense. So uh, I, you know, I think position moves in order to guard against that and getting freshmen ready to play. If you can do that, Uh, largely because you have, um, you know, you can, you got a free year. You got a free year with everybody and you have a free year with, uh, with the freshmen at wide receiver. um, Brian Kelly mentioned a lot of guys. Um, One guy that he mentioned that was in my uh, report about things that, that I had been told was that Joe Wilkins had a good uh, scrimmage on Saturday. It sounds like he's in the mix of both X and W.
1: And what that does, I think, is for the opener, it kind of quells the idea that a freshman jumps in like Jordan Johnson because that is wide receiver number six. Not that Jordan Johnson can't jump right in there in games two and three if he continues to progress because he's obviously going to be with the varsity. But when you go Lindsey and Skoranek, and he mentioned Javon McKinley can play both X and W. He mentioned both Avery Davis and Lawrence Keys, and then he offered Joe Wilkins. So you're, you're probably looking at one more guy that is actually practicing with the varsity, I would. I mean, we're going to guess that it's Jordan Johnson considering what he's done. Right. But you're not, ro- not necessarily rotating seven guys in game one either. So Wilkins kind of takes that spot that we're wondering about who's going to be there now that they're losing Austin. They have one spot available for game days.
0: We we know that that rotation, you know, you always you go through August and say, hey, look at all these guys. Yeah. And it, yeah. it, it, it ends up weeding itself out. Davis and Keyes as the slot. Did he call it the F? Did
1: he say that? He did call it the F, yeah. Uh, I thought was not so the yeah, Well,
0: along. I, I, you know, it may have something to do with how they're using the tight ends and the terminology right, there. Right. Lindsay at X clearly, McKinley at X or W. Uh, ben Skoranek. he said move to W. Move, so move at, to w, yeah. as we had speculated in the spring, and there was only one practice, he was so probably getting time at the X, and then he mentioned uh, the three freshmen, including uh, Xavier Watson and, and and Jay Brunel, who. I like all three of those guys. I don't think we're going to see a ton of them this year unless it's Johnson and or COVID hits that receiver position, although I think it already has. Yes, uh, it already has. I, yes. I
1: think it's a good thing he started the wide receiver talk by mentioning Kevin Austin. It's not out of sight, out of mind. He's saying, you know, with him out, he's been gone. These guys have stepped up. If you, He's obviously very positive about what Kevin Austin is going to bring to the team. You know, Brian Kelly's not mentioning his name if there's anything Kevin Austin's done wrong in the last month of rehabbing, he is not <laughs> ever going to bring his name up. So I, I just think it's good that he is still on Kelly's mind, like he's on our mind. You, Brian Kelly probably wants to see him play. As,
0: yeah, as much as he avoided saying it last year, yes. he's <laughs> free in saying yeah. it this year because he's confident that he'll, he'll be coming back. Uh, one, I want to mention, this was something that, uh, again, mentioned the other day. It was an observation that was passed on to me. And the quote was something along the lines of, that's the fastest Notre Dame defense I've seen in a while or something along mm. those lines. It was presented to Brian Kelly as fastest defense in the history of Notre Dame. <laughs> I didn't write that, no, and that he, wasn't said.
1: He wouldn't know that either. <laughs>
0: no, no, but uh, a very fast defense. And, and I mean, he, he backed it up to a large extent.
1: Yeah, he said, you, it, I think he used, uh, you could hear it you can hear the contact. Uh, they can come under control and you can hear the contact. And he made a good point. And he's, I think he kind of wishes sometimes they wouldn't come under control and make such good contact because it's against his offense. And he'd rather see the offense do well against the defense too. But uh, it's the fastest running defense is, is interesting to hear. Uh, Sean Crawford seems like he's a safety. That could be part of it. Um, it. He basically said he, again, he is playing safety right now. You figure that means the buck is very quick. They've settled on a buck. He didn't tell he us who.
0: He, yeah, I wa- I wanted to quickly follow up with a question, but you know damn well I wouldn't have been asked.
1: Yeah, but, <laughs> So uh So, I mean, if you think about the edges, Ovia, Gofu, that's you, you, your speed is everywhere. It's not just the back seven. So this is a – I'm really looking forward to seeing and, and Drew White plays super fast. When he diagnoses the run, he's he's he right really, on
0: it. He really does. I, I You know, I like the move of Crawford to safety. If you're uncertain about the other guys, and I'm not saying Isaiah Pryor won't play – or that right, Houston Griffith right. won't play, or D.J. Brown. But it doesn't I, – I, we haven't gotten any indication that any of that group has really stepped forward and emerged. Now, Sean Crawford's a small safety. Yeah. I mean, that is that, that, that is not a very big safety, and I'm sure that there's some situational things. And I would say that – I mean, clearly, Pryor is a guy that you can play in a box right. depending upon the situation.
1: I was thinking I wrote in Monday Musings, or maybe I edited it out and should put it in the next one. Um, I really think that the safety is going to be a situation where, like nickel or safety or anything else, it's who you're playing. In other words, against Wake Forest with that up-tempo attack, I know they lost Sage Surratt, but they are still going to be a perimeter-oriented team. You really need Sean Crawford out there more than Isaiah Pryor. But if you're going against someone where Isaiah Pryor can influence the game by coming down the alley, like Boston College, he could certainly help more against, is it David Bailey? than Sean Crawford can trying to tackle a 260-pound goal. So I think Pryor will definitely have a niche. Um, It just seems that – I mean, there are more spread teams now, right? So I think the niche goes to Sean Crawford first.
0: But you play the Boston Colleges, and there are times where you're going – you know, Pittsburgh, I'm sure, is not – You know, they're they're going to be a – they don't have a very good running game, but they're more likely to just try to pound it. And so, uh, you know, I like the diversity. Again, I use the term inspired. I, I think it's inspired just saying, you know what, we need Sean Crawford at safety. And we got Nick Nick McCloud and Tariq Bracy's ready to play. Yeah, and we have we have Mike Mickens. He said some good things about Mike Mickens developing the young cornerbacks as well.
1: And he said a freshman corner is going to help us. But as you and I both know, he means redshirt freshman when he says freshman as well. And we both think that's Cam Hard.
0: I would assume if the if the freshman in the class of twenty twenty one were here, I might suspect it could be one of them. Right, but right. I don't think it's one of the, in the, in the freshman class of twenty twenty. Kyle Hamilton. Uh, it's interesting. They said, you know, he was asked Kyle Hamilton last year at this time, Kyle Hamilton now. And he said last year, he didn't even know him. Well, he knew he was making plays because yeah. everybody knew that he was making plays. But if Kyle Hamilton's emerging as a leader, as a voice, uh, that's important. And I know he's such a tremendous physical talent. But when you're on the back end of the defense, man, you've got to be able to communicate. And it can't just be all about your physical talent. If he is learning how to emerge as a leader. Not that he didn't have that in him, but I just think that Kyle Hamilton has always been allowed to let his play represent him. Now you're, now you're on, the, you're with the big boys now, and right. your two veterans, Gilman and Elliott are gone. And he's got to communicate and it sounds like, it sounds like he's making progress in that area.
1: And it was only the only legitimate concern, right. Was that if could Kyle Hamilton take up that role that Jalen Elliott and L. O. E. Gilman had where he could orchestrate everything on the back end. And And you know what? Sean, having Crawford, Sean Crawford, have Crawford back.
0: Absolutely. Having Shrunk, Sean Crawford back there eliminates some of that doubt next to Kyle Hamilton. Takes some of the pressure off of Kyle Hamilton as well, having to be the vo- vocal guy. Because Crawford, Crawford stepped in the lineup from day one as a <laughs> yeah. I mean, day one. It was about ten years ago. Yeah. But about six years ago. But uh, you know, from day one he knew what he was doing. So that's a real positive. I, I, I like these moves. Not that the Crawford moves is a surprise because we knew that they were doing that. Tim, anything else you want to mention from uh, from what Brian Kelly said today?
1: No, I know we're closer to football, though.
0: We are. Man, we're yeah. I mean, we, we, game mentioned, game. we mentioned COVID in passing and just developing That's backups funny. for if and when it hits as if they're going to handle it completely. So we are 11 days away from kickoff. Is that correct? Yeah. My math right? 11 days? We've been counting it down since 30, and we're probably more optimistic today than at any time uh, since we started the countdown. That is uh, Irish Illustrated Insiders. Thank you for joining us.